Okay, uh, we're going to begin our first test here. Um, if you'll just walk into the test chamber, uh, you're going to see a button that you need to press. That button is a big red button. It says record. Okay, good. You've pressed that. Excellent, excellent. Now, you'll, if you'll do me a favor, put on the headphones that you see on the table next to you. Excellent, excellent. Oh, oh, they don't fit? Well, maybe your mom told you you need to lose weight. We're talking about Portal! Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your new favorite show, the more you nerd, my name is Drew, and I am here to talk about Portal as our first uh, as our first installment of our big video game summer, hot video game summers, hot video game summer. I messed it up. Miles, why didn't you stop me? <laughs> um, I didn't know we were still going with that. Um, so we may not. Yeah, by Drew, the time I publish this episode, it might become something completely different. Uh, yeah. So. Well, Drew, Drew wanted to to name this summer a uh, hot game summer. Uh, and I mean, I like the name. It's catchy. We just didn't really have quite a theme for it or if it was going to last all summer long. Um, so we're incorporating a couple of things this month that are going to all be video game related. Uh, two of the weeks are going to be something that I have wanted to do for a very, very long time. This is something Drew and I have talked about for a good few years. Um, misconnections. Uh, we, we do a version of that when we pop on our friend Travis's show, Wait You Haven't Seen, where there is a massive pop culture hole in your life that you somehow missed. And it, it's not that, oh, this didn't interest me. Well, sometimes it is or yeah, a lot of times it's just, I just never got to it. Sometimes and, sometimes in this world, it's not right place, right time for you mm -hmm. to do a thing, even if you, which is, you know. Well, yeah, then that's absolutely the case for me this week. And and I wanted to if if we both have one, which we do, and we'll get to Drew's later this month. I wanted to do games that were. I mean, very well loved. I mean, actual classic status that we hadn't gotten to because everyone has a handful of classic games that are holes in their, their video game library or their video game experience. And I feel like, and, and Drew and I have talked briefly about this, classics are interesting, especially in video games, because to me personally, once you ent enter the 3D era, especially the early 3D era, which I personally consider around 95 to 2005 as this massive growing pains era of early 3D. And you have these games that are classic games that you grew up with that are and were amazing. But when you experience them today, they, they don't they don't age well, whereas some games in a 2D format that has more been stylized for its art aesthetic now can still live on. So, for example, if you hand uh, if you hand a newer gamer today. Link to the past. And then you hand them. The original Resident Evil, not the dress just as is, I would imagine a link to the past will be a better time for them in some capacities. And I will I will elucidate this 
uh, as we get into talking about Portal because, and this is something that I know because I have attempted to get two people to play A Link to the Past in my house, <laughs> that where you have something like Resident Evil, which I have not attempted to do, uh, is a clunkier experience to play. It does direct you where to go and what to do more than a link to the past oh, does sure i mean and, i and use that, them as basic examples but, i wasn't but, yes. really putting those two together but, but 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 that's something that's going to tie heavily into portal as a concept uh as as we get into to the game itself so yes we are talking about portal a portal is a game that i have played uh a hundred times and miles has played once uh yes and, and you did play to completion to, you did play yes. to completion so unlike our elden ring uh episode from a few months ago which i wish I mean, we that could was go, never gonna happen <laughs> i wish we could go back and re-record that now man um well just wait for the mories baby you can yeah, talk well, about Elden Ring so, the mories i will tell i will say yeah i didn't know I, I i had barely played elden ring when we did that episode i now have the platinum trophy on the playstation for elden ring yeah i went i did the whole dang thing I'm Hell good. Yeah. Uh, so I know I know my stuff about that game now. Know then. <laughs> so what I find interesting about classic games, and this is what I was kind of alluding to for me, is I find that some games are building blocks and some games are timeless classics. And there there are games where like I can play certain games because I grew up with them, but in some ways you can't go home again. Yes. And there are some games that I want to kind of re-experience in the time that I experienced them in because it's like I liken it to watching to showing someone who has maybe been anywhere from 18 to 25 years old, has never seen the first Halloween, but has seen plenty of horror films in their life. Halloween's not going to seem particularly exciting to them because they've seen everything that has built off of it. And, and they may be able to academically look at some of the cinematography and be like, oh, yeah, I see why people like this. But like they're not going to have the same reaction as someone who either watched it when it came out or grew up in a time period where, you know, you may have caught it on TV or rented it from the video store that you're just not going to have the same experience. And, and similarly, I think about movies like Jurassic Park. My son really, really, really wanted to watch Jurassic Park. And my wife and I were and this has been a couple of years ago now. My wife and I were really nervous about it because it's like oh it's you know pg-13 and you know it's it's their people get eaten and da, da 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 and we ended up breaking down and actually watching the movie we let him watch the movie and it was fine and then we're like well this is fine we'll let him watch jurassic world <laughs> and that movie again pg-13 movie <laughs> you know way more violence way more people getting eaten in much more gruesome ways than you ever saw in that first movie and, and way and, more jimmy buffett yes and way more jimmy buffett and the one of the best cameos of all time <laughs> it's pretty great uh, so, so let's talk a little bit about the history of portal uh so yeah to talk about the history of portal we need to talk about a little game called half-life 2 oh yes half-life 2 no one's ever heard of this most popular game of all time. Uh, Half-Life 2, the sequel to Half-Life, came out in 2004, uh, developed by Valve, which is the company that runs Steam. It was actually the very first Steam game that required Steam to be installed. And guess what? People hated having to install Steam to play it. <laughs> they did. Like, I don't think I installed Steam until like 2011. 
I, I'm probably wrong, but I feel like I was a very late person to Steam. It's just so funny to think about that in hindsight as, as Epic Game Store has come around and people have circled the wagons around Steam as if it's some sort of like, oh, but Steam, it's like, OK, it's it's fine. It's just a store. You don't have to have such such uh, uh, right, right, right. to a place that's taking your money. But uh, anyway, uh, so Drew, you 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 played the you played Half-Life when it came out, too, right? Because I was late to Half-Life as well. So I, I, I I'll be honest. I've never played the original Half-Life because it I, I just it didn't. I was a Mac user. I know. But uh, uh, which one was on 360? That would be Half-Life 2. In the orange box? Yes. So so that's okay, so, that, that's what I played then. So so Half-Life 2 came out in 2004 and it included uh, a fun mechanic called the gravity gun, which is basically a gun that could pick stuff up and then shoot it across the the, the room. You've seen gravity guns in 100 other games at this point. It was a super fun mechanic. So. As they are developing Half-Life, uh, Half-Life 2 and some of its expansions, uh, a, a group of students, uh, uh, college students at the DigiPen Institute of Technology uh, created a, a, a game called Narbacular Drop, which was a test game that uh, that that basically involved creating these these gigantic like portals, uh, for lack of a better term, that you could shoot one and then shoot the other and then walk through them. And they showed this off uh, to to a group of Valve uh, and and Gabe Newell, uh, president of Valve, almost immediately offered them jobs. And yeah. so, so the 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 work that w- they put into Narbacular Drop became Portal uh, as sort of a spiritual successor. Um, if you'd like to hear more about Narbacular Drop, you can listen to episode 38 of the More You Nerd podcast. You're not going to find this on iTunes anymore. You're going to have to go back into the archives of this one. Uh, when Mike and I played this game back in 2012. Wow. More than a year ago, we played Narbacular Drop. Um, you mean ooh. a decade? What did I say? A year. Uh, technically more than a year. I was still correct. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's true. But like you're downplaying it. I did mean a decade. You're right. I, I, and, you know, we, we were talking about this before we started recording. I would like to go revisit Half-Life to see one. If, again, if it's as cracked up as it's that uh, people remember, because I mean, people have been wanting either Half-Life 2 Episode 3 or Half-Life 3 for 20 years. I mean, I've played Half-Life 2 a number of times. I've played Portal a number of times. I I love that. Uh, I love that game. I think it holds up. Uh, but again, it's been it's been a couple of years, so we'll see. But so uh, as they were were, uh, were working on these expansions uh, to Half-Life 2, they created something called the Orange Box. And the Orange Box was the first uh, the, uh, a collection of Half-Life 2, uh, two expansions for Half-Life 2, Half-Life 2 Episode 1 and Half-Life 2 Episode 2 which I only mentioned because all of that talk was originally when is episode three coming out? When is episode three coming out? Which turned into when is Half-Life three coming out? And it's been a, a decade. It, uh, no. And then they finally release a it's new Half-Life than, thing it's and been, it's a prequel. It's been almost 20 years. Uh, but as part of that was also a little game called Team Fortress 2 and a little game called Portal. Uh, so so. Boy, how do you explain the story of Portal? So. You, basically, Portal involves a, a 
I, I, and, and I know there's got to be somebody here listening audience that, that aside from Miles, I figure if Miles hasn't played this game, there's someone else that listens to us that hasn't played this game that I can I can explain the 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 plot of this. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, it's, it's definitely a game that, that Drew has. I mean, and I think he's mentioned this on the show at least last year. I feel like Drew has been trying to get me to play this game for a long time. I think I bought and it for you and sent you codes. <laughs> maybe that's why I had it, because I was like I was debating on whether or not to to get it on my Xbox one. And Drew's like, well, you know what? Maybe maybe you should look on your Steam library. And lo and behold, I have Portal one and two. I don't know if Steam just gave it to me or Drew did. Pretty sure um, it was me. I'll have to look. I'll have to check the receipts. But <laughs> you, you might have to. I mean, I'm sure I only paid four dollars for the collection. Yeah, it's, of them. it's not an expensive game, and I'm sure neither is the second one. I think I think this is the but on Xbox, I think it's fourteen ninety nine at the moment, which is still not crazy. Um, this I mean, I worked in game retail during the time of this, so like I couldn't escape like a lot of the kind of pop culture osmosis. Like I, I was goofing around with 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 Drew being like, wait, I don't get any cake. I, I knew the cake is a lie. Like that was one of the most <laughs> pervasive video game memes for several years um, that I think was finally put to bed when, by uh, Thomas was alone when he references that yeah. in that game. Uh, so so you uh, wake up as a. I'm going to say an unnamed protagonist. Obviously, the protagonist has a name. It's Chell. You can see what she looks like. If you yeah. kind of get into How, the is that is it was that in a game manual at some point? I, I don't remember if it was in the game manual. Uh, it was not in the game itself. It's, yeah, it's, it's not in the game at all, because I was looking some stuff up and I'm like, who's Chell? And, and, but but Chell became like if you kind of went in and, and there was uh, uh, Gary's mod for Half-Life 2, I believe you could get into the portal stuff and you could see that the character was female and and and, and all of that. But uh, and I'm sure there's probably like model oh, no, data if you do if you do a portal certain way you can see yourself oh that's right you can do that yeah you so, can see you can see that you're a woman but like as far as her name and stuff i had no idea uh but but you are a test subject for aperture science uh which is a a competitor to black mesa of half-life fame at basically one of these super science institutes that's just doing some weird crazy stuff in the world oh so this takes place within the, the half-life universe yes in fact oh cool cool yeah. cool uh, well what well, it's it sounds like you didn't listen to the song at the end of the game <laughs> i listened to some of it but i had things i had to do <laughs> so which I, I i quite enjoy the song at the end of the game but i didn't listen to the whole thing so so uh, so as Chell, you are put through a, peer, a series of challenges using uh, this this or not challenges, but they're sort of basically tests. They're, they're test chambers uh, for this gun. That's a portal gun where you I would you, say in the modern context, they'd be challenges. Yeah, sure. Like like or like the, the Metal Gear challenges that you had and stuff like that. Like, yeah, it kind of reminds me of that VR missions. Yeah. Uh, so so with with this, this is the portal gun is the only weapon you have in the game and it is a matter of left click on if you're playing on pc which i did left click shoots out one portal right click shoots out another portal and they that's your entry point and exit point or you know you can enter one it doesn't matter which one you enter you can go kind of either way um and and it's just a matter of solving these these puzzles that glados uh has set up glados this snarky computer program who 
repeatedly uh, <laughs> repeatedly makes fun of your weight and all sorts of stuff and tells you that your parents don't love you and all sorts of 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 uh of stuff and 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 sort of gets into it as as and eventually you'll get to to some other things. But this is where I want to circle back to what I said earlier about Link to the Past versus Resident Evil, because I think and I'd, I'm curious to hear your take as someone who has played this for the first time. Portal is one of the first games in modern context that I can remember. Basically teaching you how to play the game by playing the game. Does that make sense to what I'm saying? Yes. Here? Yeah, you know, absolutely does. So um, I would definitely side on. On the link to the past side of things more than the Resident Evil side uh, of things, because while this game, it clearly looks its age. Um, and in the 3D era, that can sometimes be a, a make or break deal for some people. But because it's a puzzle game, I feel like it doesn't really matter. And. Like I was just as engaged, no matter, you know, how flat some of the textures look or whatever. I was engaged with the puzzles. And I I honestly thought that was extremely novel. Like this, there's no actually there are enemies to take care of, but you can't do a whole lot about it. Um, well, so, so as, as you get further into the game, you come across things like turrets and yeah. turrets that will fire at you. But the, the goal is to learn how to just knock the turrets over with portals yeah, once you... over or shoot a portal underneath them and then just go go somewhere else <laughs> yeah or, or you... it is it is a joy to there is so much <laughs> about this game and i i think you're right the, the game teaches you how to play the game by playing the game and the exploration about the things you can do or things that gladys says you can do and then like you're stuck on a puzzle and you're like they don't mean for me to do this because this would break the game, right? No, they mean for me to do this. Yes. And that is one of the most exciting. Discovering that in the puzzles is one of the most exciting things uh, to me in gaming anyway, is realizing, oh, they meant for me to do this really silly thing. And I love that. And this is where the writing comes into this game heavily for me. So some of writing is is very, very overrated because the world building they do very, very subtly. And, and I mean, there's not a ton of it, but like the 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 world they build within this is pretty freaking incredible. So so you, you're going through these these tests and GLaDOS keeps telling you that at the end of the tests, you'll get cake. <laughs> and and about partway through the game, you because because every mish, every every test chamber is like this very white or metal like boxed in area. That feels very sterile and very clean. And part of the way in, you find a spot that has one of the panels that has moved out a little bit and mm -hmm. you can see behind it. And you and, 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 and the first time you see this, and this was the true for me back in 2007 when this game came out or, or whatever, 2005. When did I say this game came out? Um, Seven. Is, is that. Huh, that's weird. And then it sort of clicks to you. Oh, wait, I can shoot a portal back there. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, I, I, I learned the class. I was shooting portals everywhere. So I, I learned that one real quick. <laughs> you shoot portal, you shoot a portal back there and you go back there and you find this whole sort of like, like, have you ever been in the back hallways of a mall? I know you have miles because you worked mall retail and I also yes. worked mall retail. So it, 
for, for I, lo- I love things set at a mall. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, the, the, the bowels of a mall are genuinely terrifying. <laughs> yeah, extremely terrifying, especially when uh, someone paints a skull on a on a water stain. Um, but uh, so so if you've ever seen the the obviously a lot of people have seen a mall. I don't know. Maybe malls have really been a thing for a few years, but uh, malls, you know, very clean, very nice on the, the you know, as you walk through. Mm-hmm. But as you go as you go to the back rooms, it's all like particle grimy. It looks like it's, it's 10 years grimy, older than it's everything else. Dirty. Yeah. It's brown. It. It's so gross. <laughs> but because uh, it doesn't matter. It's what people do to get right, back to the. Just, it's just for employees to shoot through and, you know, yeah. And that's sort of the kind of feel that you get when you're going behind the places to somewhere where you're, quote, not supposed to be, unquote. And you start to get this other subtle little story about this person who is telling you. And and, and this is where one of the most famous quotes from half or from Portal that is never said out loud, but is honestly one of the most famous quotes in gaming In gaming, a big spray painted or painted on the side of a wall. The cake is a lie, <laughs> which is just, you know, I'm not going to lie. Uh, I had I had been imbibing when I first started playing. And so when I saw that, I'm like, oh, shit, like. Wow, explicit tag on the portal episode. <laughs> well, no, I was I was I was I remember I was, remember, I was thinking about, oh, man. She lied to me. And then, and then it like dawned on, oh, yeah, the cake is a lie. But like, a lie. I got really into the whole thing that I forgot about the the cultural mimetic part of it. And because they do a, such a good job in the visual storytelling and just that kind of pushing you into being the story that I got so caught up into the puzzles and everything that I forgot about the meme. Yeah. And I honestly made for a very, very fun experience because I I got to I mean, I, I caught myself, so it wasn't like when the cake was an actual lie. I was like, "Ah, oh, why I never!" But I was still like, "Oh man!" But the, but when you when you have the like the final shot and there's that that black forest, it's like a black forest cake, I it's think. A black forest cake, um, and and the companion cube. So I want to talk about the weighted <laughs> companion cube because yeah. this is another one of the things that I think it's. It, this is again we're talking about a game that is you know 15 years old now that yeah as you progress through the game you start to need to to do things like move cubes to different like platforms uh to like press buttons and things like that very video gamey stuff but at one point uh glados insists that you bring a specific cube all the way to the end of the test chamber. And this is the weighted companion cube. And this is basically identical to all the other cubes in the game, except it has a heart on it. (laughs) (laughs) And when you take this companion cube with you throughout the level and you get to the end of the level, she's like, okay, now dispose of the companion cube in this, you know, fiery pit, basically incinerator. And you do that. She then scolds you for doing that because the companion cube was your friend. It stuck with you through this entire time. And (laughs) it's it's a lot funnier and more subtle than I am saying it right now, because I don't have a good uh, Ellen McLean uh, voice. Uh, Ellen McLean, uh, voice of GLaDOS uh, in in 
who does yeah. a killer job. She is fantastic. Ella McLean, uh, she is uh she has been a bunch of stuff in in a bunch of Valve games. She was, of course, GLaDOS and Portal. She was uh the Combine Overwatch uh voice in Half-Life 2, all of the Half-Life 2s. Uh, she is a couple of characters in Dota 2, uh, including the Broodmother and Death Prophet, as well as the GLaDOS announcer in uh Dota 2, which if you thought you're bad and, at Dota 2, wait until you put the GLaDOS announcer. She's up as on. like a kind of a, a reference in some movies playing a voice of something, hasn't she? She was in Pacific Rim as the AI for Gypsy Danger. Okay, that's I, I knew it was something like that, which you know. Del Toro, a hundred percent, a hundred percent did on purpose. Um, I, I actually got to meet Ellen McLean at Dragon Con. Uh, oh, fun. Probably back in 20, 2009, 2010. And she was so nice. She was so nice. Uh, and I, you know, it was one of those things where I didn't get her, get ask her to, to record uh, like, and you're listening to the more you nerd and GLaDOS's voice because I felt guilty about doing it. She was so nice to me and friendly to me. It's like, I don't but know. You did, it, you did it to Will Wheaton. I did it to Will Wheaton because, yeah. You needed to bring that back. Because I paid for his autograph. Um. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right. Some people do do those little things for, for money. I forgot about that. Anyway, uh, to get back to, to, to Portal's story. Uh, so uh, we've introduced the companion queue. We've, we've introduced GLaDOS. Um, Miles... You texted yeah. me on uh, earlier this week. We're recording this episode later, as yeah. you can tell, because it's, you know, Friday when you're listening to this instead of Wednesday when you're listening to this. Um, and you're like, I think I'm I think I'm good with the game. I'm up to like test chamber 18 or 19. You know, I think I'm good to talk about it. And I said, no, let's give it a couple days <laughs> for you to play a little more. And I want to ask you. Yeah. Did that make a difference in your play? Yes, absolutely. I mean, I, I I knew that, like, you know, obviously I knew that Gladys was bad and everything like that. But getting to experience that and getting to do the last, I mean, the, the only boss fight, really, in the game. Um, Yeah, I, I'm glad I stuck with it because, one, those last couple of little bits are a pain. <laughs> they, they, they're a pain. Uh, go, getting to that boss fight was, I think... Oh, you know, the little bits with the 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 steel uh, steel beams that keep coming in. Yeah. And there's like there's I just I, there are so many points where like it was hard for me to see certain parts where like, oh, I can get a portal over there, but I have to like hit a certain moment. So so, so this is where I want to pause you and your experience to tell the, the audience, because, again, if you had if you didn't know this, there are some listeners who may not know this at a certain point at portal, you get to the final test chamber. And instead of being provided with cake you're provided with a moving platform to a fiery and horrible demise. Yet you still have a portal gun that you can, if you time it right, shoot through, get, you know, shoot it across and jump through a portal to save yourself. And then the game changes from being about these, these sterilized test chambers to basically being all of the behind the scenes moments of portal. It's a lot of the brown, cardboard walls it's it's there are office buildings with projectors showing corporate so nonsense on them <laughs> this, honestly this was my favorite part it felt like kind of walking through uh the time bureau or something like because you get to go behind the scenes you get to see because the entire game you can see that there are viewing chambers 
on the upper levels of of the stages and you know that at some point in time someone could have been watching obviously all these people have been cleared out and it looks like in a hurry because the whole place looks terrible but it's really cool to go through all of this and then there's this whole other set of actual puzzles because you've got to get to glados and uh, one thing I do want to point out, uh, this was the first game, first like actual first person like adventure game that I have played on my PC in a very long time. And getting used to the keyboard and mouse again was a struggle, <laughs> especially in like there's I think it's um, exercise 17. It's the one where there's like a bunch of platforms that go higher and higher and you've got to time everything just right so that you can pop up that on a keyboard and mouse for me was so difficult because I have not played keyboard and mouse in so long for an actual adventure game. Most of it's most of it's like indie stuff, point and click. And for an actual like engaging game, that was really difficult for me to get used to, even though the the button mapping is awesome. I mean, right for one portal, left for another one on the mouse is genius. Just makes sense. Everything. This game is is so simple. In its genius, because everything makes sense, but so many games don't do the thing that makes sense. And, and so many games opt not to do it just because, oh, well, we want to be different. Yeah. And it makes sense in that, again, this game teaches you how to play the game. Like the first test chamber is all about this is point A to point B with portals. Then you start learning about bringing boxes through. Then you start learning about the 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 physics of if you if you enter a portal with more speed or say jumping into a portal from a higher point, it affects how you exit the portal on the other side with the physics of how that works. And it's just such a beautifully designed game for all of those puzzles. And then yeah. you're taught all of these, you're given all of these tools as you get to, to the end of the, of the, uh, the quote end puzzle. And then it challenges you. Now it's not a test chamber to, to to teach you the mechanic for this test chamber you have to use everything that you've learned to get to the final boss and destroy the final boss and it's just such a fun experience it, it it's a really great experience and it's one that like i don't think is replicated and has been done to death enough that like if you've never played portal like yes you're going to play a 15 year old game but if you're a fan especially if you're a fan of interactive puzzles you absolutely should seek this game out because this is one of those things. And this is why I would equate to like a, a Legend of Zelda um, Link to the Past is that I think that the, the the fundamental building blocks that are set within this game, one, haven't really been surpassed in a modern game. I mean, there have been a ton of really good puzzle games, but I don't think anyone's done anything quite to improve upon this yet. I will argue that one company has. What's that? Valve in Portal 2. Well, yeah, I'm not talking <laughs> about a sequel, you ding dong. Um, but, but 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 again, this is it, 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 this this game has become textbook in how you do something like this. And it's honestly surprising that more games have not done this. I think there are a few that do that and, and you know, do the that games well. have borrowed aspects of portal for sure. I think even destiny's borrowed aspects of portal sure. in, in some of its stuff. And I mean, and, and as well, they should, because I, I think you hit the nail on the head. It is a textbook game. This is definitely a game that I would be like, 
this is a game that you even if you don't like it, this is a game that should be academically played and studied and talked about. And I know it has. But I mean, this is an important moment in level building in games, especially in the 3D environment, because I felt like this game is so important to understanding how a three dimensional game works that so many don't get so many. So many games are still playing on that. Like, oh, we'll build a, a, a building that you can play in, but they don't understand how to really warp that reality. And this game really played with that. And I, I really, really, really uh, loved that. I, I thought it was one of the better puzzle experiences I think I've ever had in gaming. Um, because every single time you do it, you genuinely feel rewarded. And it's not one of those cases like, oh, I, I beat my head against the wall in Dark Souls and I finally beat the boss. This was, hey, I figured this out. And that's pretty awesome. And this is where there's a portal speed running community as well that figures out even faster ways to solve those puzzles oh, than you I'm yourself did. Right. No, I got, I got, I got. And it's I mean, the, some of the <laughs> some of their man. some of their solutions are really really impressive in a way that like I, I compare it to like Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild has shrines and there are certain shrines that you're supposed to do it a certain way. But the game's not going to stop you if you figure out another way to do it, which I just, you know, adore. it's so funny because I was going to say Breath of the Wild is one of the close. The, the, the shrines are close enough in its challenge aspect. It's not quite portal, but I, I do think that it attempted that. Um, so I didn't play Portal 2. I know you said, oh, if you've got time, check out Portal 2. Is it just more, more, more the same? Is it more fun puzzles or is it building upon the world or? So like uh, how how is the sequel? All of that. All of that. Yeah. Is the answer okay. to that. It has I mean it's the same basic same basic sure. controls, you know, you pick up a portal gun, you get a left portal, right portal, etc. It introduces new mechanics to the way things work. It introduces obviously the graphics are better uh cuz Portal 2 came out several years later and it is it just it looks sharper and looks better. Um the writing is there's more of it. It's a much longer game than Portal 1. Portal 1's not that long. You can kind of no, get through I it in a couple of sittings. I think I've only put I, th- I want to say it was like two and a half hours, if that it's, into it's it. not a very long game again. And when they start which is appreciative, actually, I, I love a game. I mean, this is a puzzle game. I'll play it against at some point and I can just kind of go through it. And remember, the orange box was five things. It was yeah. it was it was a, it was like uh, 20 bucks at launch, wasn't it? Uh, it was it was it was more was than it more? that. It was full price because it, it was the original Half-Life 2 game. The two yeah, it was 20 2 bucks ex- when I bought it. Well, maybe <laughs> uh, again, you can probably you can buy. I still think you can still buy the orange box on Steam on Steam. I, I would uh, love to go through uh, Half-Life and Half-Life 2 again. So we're, we're going to have to do that at some point in the future. Well, add it to the list, add it to the list. But uh, I don't think I ever finished Half-Life. But but Portal 2, it adds to the world of Portal. There are story moments, including just some absolutely incredible performances by characters. Like, I don't even want. Oh, no, I want to tell you. Actually, I do, because I want you to to I want you to 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 know that this that this exists. Uh, JK Simmons plays a character. Awesome. Uh, so JK Simmons plays one of the, uh, so if you thought the cake is a lie was a, was, uh, 
the biggest quote out of Portal 1. There is a quote from him in Portal 2 that is even bigger, I think. Um, I don't know if I know it. Maybe I do. I'm, I can guarantee you've seen it. I probably know it, but I may not have associated with it because I, I, in my, in my, at least in my current memory, I know nothing about Portal Two. Uh, it, 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 it's. I want to play Portal Two right now. I love Portal Two. Uh, it, it just, it's, it's, it starts out as more of the same, and not more of the same in a bad way, but like, it yeah. te- it reteaches you how to play it, but then it starts to to introduce new mechanics as you kind of go through the history of Aperture Science. Oh, that's uh, fun. Uh, and it has one of the most incredible final boss moments I have ever seen. And it's. Oh, I want to talk about it, but I don't want to spoil it because you haven't so, played it. I, I do want to briefly talk about. I'm going to go ahead and install Portal 2. There um, I do want to briefly talk about the boss aspect of Portal because I do think that was one of the weakest parts of the game. Um, it's certainly not not bad, but it did feel like it did feel like the most thrown together thing in the game. I will say it, it's not that it necessarily feels thrown together for me. It's that you have a you don't have a you have a portal gun but it ain't shooting anything that's gonna destroy a robot and, and well, this, no, i liked i liked the kind of non-violent aspect i mean it's the, you you trick it into shooting itself right. which is great that that I, I was down with that mechanic it was the after it gets hit and you gotta treasure hunt pieces of it you have to pick up every piece and throw every piece into a fire and throw in the incinerator. <laughs> and that was fine. But the, the way some of it worked, I was like, uh, OK, it's not quite working the way it should. It's, and this is I think is the, the one part of the game that kind of reaches a little bit too past its abilities. Yeah, I would agree with that. The final boss fight with GLaDOS goes on a little too long. Uh, I, I would I would agree. Her tirades I, are great, though. <laughs> I love her tirades, especially because 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 the the at the end of, of the game, you have to take you have to basically destroy GLaDOS. And she's got these. Uh, 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 personality spheres that you have to rip off from her because they'll take a core of her personality away and then you destroy it. And as you do that, the things she say, she says, gets a little less intelligent as you go as you go forward. Yeah. <laughs> um, and it's funny if you hold those for a little bit and you kind of listen to what they're saying, it's just these kind of things that have little eyes that shake around. You can hear them in their own little voices saying things. It's pretty funny. Um and and, and this is where I we have to talk about the ending of this game. We have to okay. talk about what happens after you defeat GLaDOS and you get your black forest cake and a song kicks in the song yes the song that i didn't listen to all of but uh did appreciate the effort (laughs) the song still alive written by jonathan colton uh uh he he wrote it and performed it alongside uh ellen mclean as glados um and it's just so good uh, because it basically just it's a catchy song. It's a fun song. And it basically also tells you exactly what you did in the game. Um, 
but but it's got that perfect perfect glados feel to it like you get through it and it's all about how this you know this was a triumph this was a huge success it's hard to overstate my satisfaction is it <laughs> but uh as you get through it you know you get into you know i'm not even angry i'm being so sincere right now even though you broke my heart and killed me and tore me to pieces and threw every piece into a fire <laughs> <laughs> but 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 as, but the whole point of the song is that yeah even though we've destroyed her or whatever yeah you're a human she's not she's still alive and that we do all of these tests for the people who are still alive and it's just it's such a wonderfully written song performs so well and i i want to play it but i can't because we'll get can't we'll, we'll we'll have to pay valve money probably more money than we <laughs> we'll have get canceled we'll get canceled because i can't afford to do the show anymore <laughs> Can't afford to live. I wouldn't be able to afford to live in the house that I live in to record the show. Yeah, I, I, um, I was really, really happy with my experience. I thought it was, like I said, one of the better puzzle games that I've played, and I uh, absolutely understand why it holds the hearts of so many, so many video game fanatics, but also why it's considered one of the best games of all time. And that's a a sticky subject sometimes because sometimes the best games of all time aren't the best games of all time. Uh, sometimes the best games of all time is shorthand for the most important games of all time. And I certainly think portal is one of the more important games in the last 22 years. Um, certainly one of the most important games of the 2d era. I think what it does for thinking about how you can navigate a 3d plane, how to, how to create puzzles and how to tell a story without massive 25 minute conversations kojima um <laughs> just kidding i i love i love kojima's on but homeboy loves making movies um and I, I i think it's a i think it's a beautiful expression i think it's a different kind of thing and i think you know I wonder how much of an effect it had on the indie game scene uh, that that would that would really boom five years later, because this Which, was a homegrown team of kids that made a game. This is I mean, it's kind of an indie game put out by a major right. publisher, which is a weird thing to say, because, again, this was oh, it happens all the time. Life is strange the same way. I mean, it was it was a and again, we also have to look at how this is distributed. A game like Portal today would just be distributed by itself. It they thought it needed to be bundled with this bigger box of things, which also, by the way, included Team Fortress 2, one of the biggest online games the last 20 yeah, years. Which as is well. still played to this day. And that's, like, they've never made a Team Fortress 3. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's one of the things that is just so wild about this game that it was just it was this combination of not just right place, right time, but right place, right time, right talent. They had the right people yes. in place to put this game together. And it's all in the same. I also think you had the right people seeing it. The right people like, seeing it. This is a time it. where, you know, I mean, this is before I think, I, I mean, because I want to give Gabe Newell some credit. You know, there was a time where like, you know, he was a little less corporate and a little more like excited about video games. And 
about being creative. And I think he saw this and it's like, this is such a phenomenal creative experiment. We have to get in on this. And I wish more bigger developers, more bigger Jesus, um, <laughs> but I wish bigger developers would take that kind of risk on things. Like, like I said, don't nod, you know, got the help of square with life is strange, but that that's like, yeah, we're going to distribute you. No one's going to take a big risk and, you know, bet real money on some of these indie flavors. And I think if you give some of these genuinely creative people a little bit more money than what they've got to work with, you can have some amazing products on your hand. And when, and, and, and case in point, if you look at portal two versus portal one, you have a lot of the same people working on that, especially like, uh, uh, Eric Wolpaw and Chet Falazek are the two writers of this game. They both worked on Half-Life. They both worked on Left 4 Dead. They both worked on Portal. Uh, and now they have both, and they both worked on Portal 2. They also both worked on Half-Life Alex. Uh, and it, it, it's, it's, you have the same, a lot of the same people working on this stuff, but just with a bigger budget and more time to put something together. And that's like, it's almost like Portal 1 is a demo for Portal 2 in a weird way. And, and and I I say that just I know that's a, a very wild thing to say and claim, but I'm I'm just I love these games and I love what they are and I would love to play a new one, but I'm also completely satisfied with what I have with them right now. Because they're they're really, really oh, good. Absolutely. Like, you I know, it's it's funny. We talk about, you know, wanting, you know, I I always talk about wanting more Silent Hill or at least access to Silent Hill. I mean, if, if I'd never got another Silent Hill and at least had access to the other games, I'd be fine. Um, but sometimes having just the two games perfectly it is for it was perfectly fine for something to be finished. And yeah. I think Portal probably just needs the two. I mean, well, and, and and I will also say the one thing that Portal 2 also adds that uh Portal 1 does not have is an actual multiplayer component where instead of just having one character with portals you have two characters with portals and there's an entire multiplayer arc that's all different puzzles that require two people working together for that same now you're thinking with portals energy now you're thinking with portals by the way was the tagline of the game and the advertisements and uh I love it so much. You know, my first reaction was like, I don't care. And then I was like, no, if you're going to be thinking bigger, you got you got that. That is an interesting aspect of because multiplayer, you think of just deathmatch. Um, but having having puzzles geared for requiring two people, but also two people working in Congress to figure it out is a lot of fun. It reminds me of, you know, what we do for for raids and stuff in Destiny. We're trying to figure out the mechanics. That does sound like it could be fun. Is that necessary for the campaign or is that No, that was an entirely separate It's just an addition. Okay. Entirely cool. separate. Cool, cool, cool. In fact, it had two two brand new characters that were not Chell uh in in Portal 2. Uh there were there was two robots doing the puzzles, which is uh which was pretty great. Um and I feel like we've we've rounded around the corner of of all we're going to be able to talk about before I just repeat myself talking about how great Portal is. Ah! Yeah, I I had a really great time. I, you know, I, on one hand, I yeah, I'm bummed it took me this long, but also it's fun to like still have like classics to discover. You know, um, 
and and hopefully you will feel the same way uh when you come to your game but you'll see that is not happening next week because next week i don't know if you heard drew but it's somebody's birthday what And as is tradition, I typically like to watch a movie on birthday challenge time. It's better be video game related, Miles. Well, we are going to go into darkness. And I don't know if you've caught up on your ability to to morb. Because we're not doing any of those things. Uh, We are going doing something video game related because... I really just was holding off for you to give me that stank face for both of those references <laughs> and mission was accomplished. We are doing something I have. I, I think you're most mostly probably just ambivalent about. Um, but I was a big fan of this movie when it came out. It is video game related. And so I have been wanting to get somebody else to watch this movie because most of my friends, when I said, oh, I'm going to go see this. They were like, that that's out. Really? And never saw it. Still haven't seen it. So I'm going to make Drew watch Resident Evil. Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, Which I am really curious how he's going to feel, because I feel like you will equally be vaguely annoyed, but also kind of into what the movie's doing. Is this the live action one that just came out? Yes. Oh, gosh. With Kaiasco Delario and uh, a, a very weird, I consider a cameo, though most Americans wouldn't, uh, Letterkenny cameo <laughs> in this movie. Uh, Daryl <laughs> plays a helicopter pilot randomly. And I just was like, wait a minute, is that Derry? Is, that, is um, Derry Brad Vickers, Miles? Is Derry Brad Vickers? <laughs> um, we'll so figure it out then. The, <laughs> yes. This is the uh, the 2021 uh, reboot of the Resident Evil franchise in an attempt to get a little bit closer to the games. And whether or not you think it succeeds, it absolutely is closer to the games than any of the Paul W.S. Anderson Miljovic films. Um, it's brilliance or mistake, depending on who you ask, is it tries to tell Resident Evil 1 and 2 simultaneously. And obviously makes a couple of uh, grievous errors that or bold choices. Um, (laughs) (laughs) There are some things that I I didn't love, but also I was just kind of along with the ride. This is the kind of movie that I would have rather the first movie been. It's a it's a fun, silly romp. And. I'm I'm very curious to how Drew is going to feel about it. I think if you go in with the expectation of the Resident Evil FMVs from the very first game and like that's your basis, you might have a good time. <laughs> Ooh, I we'll see. Now, Miles, uh, for the folks out there, please tell me I don't have to spend money on this. Uh, I know it's on Stars or Showtime at the moment. Um, let me. I actually didn't prepare that part. Uh, I think it's on. If you have Sling, you can you can get it without renting it. And let me double check on Hulu. No, it's it's on Stars. 
So if you have a star subscription, you have access to Welcome to Raccoon City. Um, otherwise, you will need a subscription to things like Sling, uh, Philo. I believe those have uh, probably option to put it on demand yeah yeah um and i think the the roku channel also has it for uh some sort of fee but and and most of those are like oh well if you want to get stars so if you have a stars account you can you can stream this for free uh otherwise you're gonna have to rent it or have a friend that has a digital copy of the movie but um i i i do have stars but i i i was a (laughs) I'm excited to watch this again. I haven't watched it since I saw it in theaters and that'll be a, a fun story because it's a, a weird local story about the theater here that was broken for two years. And the first time it wasn't was when I went to see Resident Evil. <laughs> so it broke right after that again, huh? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, no, no. It fixed. I, I, I only went to see it because I'm like, you know what? If I'm going to see a broken movie, it's going to be this one anyway. So I don't care. And then the one time I go after two years of it, them not fixing their problem. <laughs> Resident Evil works just fine. <laughs> well, that, uh, so that's what we're going to see next week. So the new Resident Evil movie, Resident Evil, Welcome to Raccoon City. Yes, yes. I got the title right. <laughs> uh, so that is what we're going to do next week as we continue our hot video game summer or our Nerd Olympics or our um, it's the summer games, Miles. That's why I said Nerd Olympics. Um, uh, uh we'll figure out a better name at some point gang but for now we are gonna sign off for this evening we will see you guys next week a little earlier in the week i hope uh and until next time we're gonna end the show oh wait i, I forgot to talk about where you can find us oh my gosh <laughs> got so sidetracked by miles telling me to watch a movie that i'm hashtag not super excited for but we'll see we'll see we'll i don't see. know i i I think you I think you would have at least a morbid curiosity about it because you're such a Resident Evil fan. I, I do have a morbid curiosity about it because I loved Resident Evil one and two and three. I'm actually a, a Resident Evil three stan. I'm going to say he that is a loud. Resident Evil three stan. Um, I, I played that game more than any other of the classic Resident Evil games. Oh, my gosh. Come at me. You can you can tweet. I mean, that's at a me. pretty well-loved game these days now, too. If you got Resident Evil three takes tweet at me at the more you nerd. I look forward to seeing it. You can also go to Facebook.com slash the more you nerd and you can email us the more you nerd at gmail.com. That's the more you nerd at gmail.com. And now we're going to end the show as we always do with a rousing nerd, nerd out.